Happy Mother's Day to everyone. This is a great day for all the moms, and uh, we want all the moms to feel today encouraged, inspired, lifted up, and motivated to continue to be the, the great leaders that you are in our families. We want to thank you today. We're going to continue uh, in our year-long series on Psalms, but we're going to talk about moms today. But um, I'm using Psalm 139, verse 14, as um, the scripture we're going to start with. I want you to go, if you have your Bibles, I want you to go to Proverbs 31. So you go to Proverbs, I'm going to go to Psalms, and we're going we're gonna to do lunch. I found out Thursday afternoon late that I was speaking today. How would you like to have that for an assignment? For all these years at Pinecastle, usually on Mother's Day, I usually decide to have a mom speak. And we had a guest speaker lined up by Janice Fillingham from Christiansburg, Virginia, was going to come and, 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 and deliver. And she came down with a sickness, and she let me know late Thursday that I was going to preach. And, and, and I'm kind of glad that I'm doing it. I feel like I've got a word for you today, and I want to inspire all the moms. I mean, after all, I've been married for 37 years to one of the greatest moms of all time, Tammy George. I've got two daughters. I have a great, had a great mom. And so I feel like I'm coming with a little bit of experience today on, on speaking about motherhood. And I want all the moms to be encouraged and inspired and motivated and lifted up. Here's the verse of Scripture that I'm going to start with, and then we're going to go to Psalm 31. If you're with me, let me hear an amen. amen. Psalm 139 verse 14 says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Today I'm going to talk just the next couple minutes about lessons that I learned from my mom. And uh, during my message, we're going to have pictures of, of me and my mom. And, and I'm just going to reminisce just for a few minutes um, about the impact that mom had on my life and life lessons that I've learned from my mom. Now, I'm hoping that you take these principles and you will apply them to your life. Some of you have different gifts, different abilities. And what I love in Psalm 39, it says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, guys, I'm going to have you say amen. How many, of you, how many guys would agree that our moms are fearfully and wonderfully made? And all the guys said? Amen. amen. So whatever gifts, whatever talents you possess and you have, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Made. We're going to celebrate that today. Uh, Abe Lincoln said this, all that I am or ever hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. Booker T. Washington said this, if I have ever done anything in my life worthy of attention, I feel sure that I inherited the disposition from my mother. And then Kipling said this, God could not be everywhere, therefore he created moms. That's so true, isn't it? Let's go to Psalm 31, and, and we're going to, this is historically an incredible verse of Scripture that talks about motherhood. I'm going to take a different spin on it today, and, and, and we're going to talk about the greatness of our moms, and we're going to go to Psalm 31, and we're going to begin at verse 1. Look what it says in verse 1. It says, the sayings of King Lemuel, an oracle... His mother 
taught him. Now, we're going to stop right there just for a couple minutes, and we're going to unpack that just a little bit. King Lemuel is, is really Solomon. So it is Solomon who is writing this, and I want you to notice that he is writing Psalm 31 because of the life lessons that he learned from his mother. Now, King Lemuel means, means belonging to God. And you'll be shocked to find out who Solomon's mom was. Solomon's mom, King Lemuel's mom, was Bathsheba. I bet you never knew that. A woman that was caught up in scandal. A woman who had, to some, had a, a, a reputation. She was faced with shame and remorse and scandal. And yet, despite of the scandal that she grew up in, having an affair with King David, Solomon says, there's a lot of great things that I learned from my mom. Now listen, many of you here today, you've had a very, very hard and difficult relationship with your mom. Not all of you are celebrating today. Some of you are very, very, very bitter and angry. Some of you are, are, are missing your mom. Whatever relationship you had with your mother, although she wasn't perfect, there are always incredible lessons that we can learn from our moms, as though they, even though they are imperfect, we can still learn from them. And, and King Lemuel, Solomon, said that he learned some incredible lessons, and he lists them here in Psalm 31. And we're going to look at this in just a few minutes, and we're going to see how the life lessons that he learned, and by the way, Solomon was the wisest of all men. I find that ironic, that the wisest of all men learned from an adulterer Life lessons that he could apply to his life. How much more can we learn life lessons from our moms? And all God's people said, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be ideal. You don't have to be accomplished. You don't have to be an expert mom to make an impact on your children and your grandchildren. So let's go to Psalm 31. And let me just begin to read what Solomon says about Bathsheba. And it is incredible what he says about her. In verse, uh, verse 12, it says, She brings him good and not harm all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works eager with her hands. She is like a merchant ship bringing in goods from afar. She gets up, the Bible says, and then it's just, just continues to list out all the things that she does. She considers, she sees, she holds, she opens, she has no fear, and the list goes on and on and on. I don't know about you, but I'm getting tired right now just listening to all the things that she does. It's incredible. The Bible goes on and says that she is, is one who is giving, one who is consoling, one who is using, she reaches, she, she is making, she is supplying. This woman is an incredible woman of God, and Solomon learned from her life lessons that he could apply to his life. So what I want to do today is I want to give you a couple lessons that I learned from my mom. She is a Proverbs 31 woman, and I declare over all the women that are here today, you are just like this woman listed in Proverbs 31. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all together. God is going to use you because you are fearfully and wonderfully made 
God's going to use you to make an impact in the life of your children and your grandchildren. Can I get an amen? So here's, I'm going to give you six lessons today that I learned from my mother. By the way, how many of you know or knew my mom, Bobby George? Can I see your hands? Yeah, a lot of you. They were, uh, they were pastors here at Pine Castle for many, many years. An incredible mom. And here's some of the life lessons that I learned from my mom. Here's the first life lesson that I learned from my mom. Number one, my mom was confident in who she was. Moms, if I could tell you any lesson today, I would tell you to be confident in who you are. You don't have to be like your neighbor. You don't have to be like the Proverbs 31 woman. You don't have to be like the ladies teaching and preaching on TV. You are uniquely made, and you need to be confident in who you are. Mark Twain said this, a person cannot be comfortable without their own approval. Your success will be determined by your own confidence and your fortitude. And I love this one. Beauty begins the moment you decide to be yourself. I love that. My mom was beautiful because she was confident of who she was, and she didn't try to be like everybody else. Moms, be convinced, be sure, be upbeat, be secure in who you are because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And what I love about my mom, she was confident in who she was. She had unique abilities, unique skills, and she was confident in who she was. Lesson number two. What I like about my mom is that my mom treated everybody with respect. Everybody. Didn't matter who you were. Didn't matter how much money you had. She would treat someone who had a lot of money the same way she would uh, treat a little school kid in Sunday school. She treated everybody with respect, and I admire that about my mom. I like someone once said this, be somebody who makes everybody feel like a somebody and not a nobody. It's a great trait. I love that. Listen to this. When we treat people merely as they are, they will remain as they are. When we treat them as if they were what they should be, they will become what they should be. And my mom had a unique ability of treating everybody with respect. Number three, what I loved about my mom is she understood the power of laughter. If you knew my mom, you knew that she loved to laugh. And she really loved to laugh at herself. There was a lot of times where she would just make mistakes or mess up, and she was so confident in who she was that she would just laugh at herself. And I love that about my mom. There is nothing in the world so irresistibly contagious as laughter in good humor. Laughing is always and will be the best form of therapy. And I love this one. Always find a reason to laugh. It may not add years to your life, but it will add life to your years. And my mom loved to laugh. One of the wonderful memories I have of my mom laughing is uh, back in 2015, uh, I went back to Edgewater High School and I was given an award for the Edgewater High School Hall of Fame. And there was about six people that were nominated, and, and we all got an award, and we all got up and gave a little speech. 
and it was a really cool honor. And my mom was there. In fact, Peggy and Charlie were there. There's some people from Pine Castle. It was a wonderful celebration. I was humbled. I was honored uh, to be a part of that. And, and so I got up and gave a little five-minute speech. And the guy behind me gave a five-minute speech. And then a lady uh, who was the first woman to be the Secret Service of the United States, she got up and gave a speech. And there was like six speeches. And so we all won. So at the end of the ceremony, we went down, and all my family was there, and Allie and Austin and Amanda, they were all there and celebrating, and, and my mom and dad was there, and my mom came up in this beautiful moment of celebration, and she looked me in the eye, she said, Scott, you win some, and you lose some. <laughs> and I just stood there in silence. I just couldn't believe what she had said. I said, Mom, I, I think I won. And she finally caught on. She thought it was like a speech competition, and clearly she didn't think that I did a good job. <laughs> so her word to me was, Scott, you win some, you lose some. Anyway, we laughed and laughed, and that was a gift that my mom had, the gift of laughter. You know what? I think we take ourselves too seriously sometimes. And I think a good mom, a good leader, a good believer is somebody who doesn't take themselves so seriously, and they can laugh, learn the art of laughter, and my mom did that, and I'm so glad she did. She's probably laughing now. <laughs> Number four, I love this one. My mom valued the art of peacekeeping. Peacekeeping. The planet does not need more successful people. The planet desperately needs more, pe more peacekeepers, healers, restorers, and lovers of all kind. I, I like what Ronald Reagan said. Peace is not the absence of conflict. It is the ability to handle conflict by peaceful means. And I can tell you that my family, we had conflict, we had issues, we had strife, we had trouble, but my mom was uh, beautiful in the art of peacekeeping. Our fights didn't last long because my mom was a beautiful peacekeeper. And I love when moms have the ability of using that art of peacekeeping to keep peace in their family. I knew and I saw it firsthand, my mom's ability for peacekeeping when it was report card time. Back in the day, you got a report card four times a year. And you had this manila envelope that had writing on the back side, and they put the paper in the inside. And my dad had the unique ability of knowing it was the end of the semester, and it was time for report cards. Now, I got to tell you, I didn't do real good in school. I mean, if I made a C, I was celebrating the fact that I made a C. I had a lot of Fs and a lot of Ds. And when it was time for a, a report card, my mom, she became the ultimate peacekeeper. It started afternoon. She started cooking dinner. She cooked pot roast and, and potatoes and, 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 and carrots and onions. And, and she made tapioca pudding for, for dessert. And she went all out because she knew that there was going to be a war. My dad would come in. She'd hand him the paper. Dad would go sit down in the chair and read the paper for a few minutes. And it was time for dinner. And it was a quiet dinner because everyone knew what was getting ready to happen. After the tapioca pudding... Dad pushed back his chair and said, he was very formal. You guys know my dad. Scott, Chris, it's time for the presentation of the report card. <laughs> and my mom would go into peacekeeping. And she'd start, Jimmy, oh, Jimmy, please, Jimmy, 
Not now, Jimmy. Be merciful, Jimmy. I mean, Jesus intercedes for us. My mom was interceding for me. Please, Jimmy, have mercy on Scott. And Dad would get that report card, and he would inevitably see D's and E's and F's. And it was my beautiful mom. There's my brother and my mom. And I, she, would, she would step into that ability of bringing peace into our family. Thank God for peacekeeping. I made it alive because of my mom. And I'm grateful that she had the art of peacekeeping and keeping peace in our family. Can I get an amen? That's number four, peacekeeping. It's a wonderful gift that my mom had. I love it. Number five, I love this one. My mom had the ability of using her words wisely. She knew the power of words. Someone once said, words are free. It's how you use them that will cost you. Ironically, here's an interesting quote by Jim George, not my dad, but by another Jim George. He says this, choose your words carefully because they reveal your inner character. And then someone once said this, be careful with your words. Once said, they can only be forgiven and not forgotten. My mom was careful. My mom was deliberate. My mom was discreet in her words. She used her words wisely. If you knew my mom, you knew that she never said anything negative about anybody. She was never sarcastic with her words. She was always careful and calculated with her words because she knew that words are powerful and she was always speaking words that would lift me. She was an encourager and she used those words to inspire Chris and I and she used her words carefully. Mom, I would tell you today, be careful with your words. Use them wisely. I never heard my mom say one negative thing except a few years ago our family was on a our beach vacation, we went every year down to West Palm Beach. It was a beautiful afternoon. All the kids were playing. My brother's kids were playing. They were, they were all sitting uh, on the ocean and having fun. It was relaxing. It was beautiful. And I was sitting next to my mom. And then all the kids and my dad and Chris all went for a walk. And they were walking down the beach. It was a beautiful atmosphere. The sun was setting. Beautiful moment between me and my mom just sitting there at the beach. Our chairs were together. She leaned over and grabbed me by the hand, and I, was, I just knew that she was going to say, Scott, I'm so proud of you. Scott, you've done such a great job of, of raising kids. Scott, we love you, and we lo- we're so proud of you, and you're, you're really doing a great job. I just knew she was going to say that. That's not what mom said. As the sun was setting, the kids were walking down the beach. There was music in the background. My mom leaned over to me and said, Scott, you can't possibly get any bigger than you are right now. I fell out of my beach chair. (laughs) Not because I was fat. I fell out of the beach chair because that's the first negative word my mom had ever said to me, Scott, you can't get any fatter than you are right now. Use your words carefully. (laughs) Because they can be forgiven, but they won't be forgotten. Mom knew how to use her words carefully and wisely. And I went on a diet, Weight Watchers, after that beach vacation. (laughs) Number six, our last one. Bruce, if you can come up with a keyboard. 
Number six, my mom always encouraged and lifted others up. If you knew my mom, it was never about her. It was always about you. I think that's a sign of a great leader. The, the focus was never on her. It was always about you. How are you doing? What's going on? How can I pray for you? She was always encouraging and lifting up other people. Be an encourager. The world has enough critics. Keep encouraging because your words may be the only pillar of strength for someone who is pulling themselves up to stand on and to lean on. Be someone who lifts up and encourages. I want to close today with the, with the story of, of uh, a guy by the name of Dakota McKenzie. It was the 1950s in Iowa. And, and he was intrigued with the American Indians. And he decided that he was going to go to the University of Iowa to, to get his doctoral thesis in American Native Studies. Part of the program was that he would have to go live with the Indian village for three months. When he arrived, man, they, they put on a parade for him. They had all, all kinds of festivities, and they had the kids dancing and lots of music. They had a, a headdress that they put on his head, and then they revealed the teepee that he was going to live in for three months. He did everything with them for three months. He hunted with them. He fished with them. He learned how to make things with them. He was enthralled in their community, and they loved him. Even though they didn't speak the same language, he connected with that tribe. Well, at the end of three months, it was time for him to go. And you could tell that the entire tribe was, was just grieving this process. There was, a, there was a girl that he worked very closely with. Her name was Katori. And as he was getting ready to leave, she signed something with her hands to communicate how much she appreciated him. Well, he didn't know what she was saying, but he looked at the interpreter and said, what is Katori saying? And then Katori did the sign language again, and then the sign language interpreter leaned over to Dakota and says, she just says, I like me better when I'm with you. I like me better when I'm with you. If I could say anything to the moms today, you make your children and your grandchildren better when they're with you. Why? Because you're wise with your words. You're, 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 you're a peacekeeper. My mom had the ability to laugh at life. And whatever your talents and your abilities and your skills are, God wants to use you in a beautiful way. Watch this. To make other people better when they're with you. What an incredible statement of love, affection, and appreciation. I like myself better when I'm with you. And guys, these are lessons that we can all learn today. This world is hurting this world is desperate. This world is chaotic and it's crazy. And people are looking for leaders. They're looking for moms. They're looking for dads. They're looking for Christians who are going to make a difference in their world. And really our goal is to make people feel good when they're with us. And that's what my mom did. 
I miss her dearly. She made an incredible impact not only in this church but on my life, and I honor her today. And I honor all the moms. I pray it will be said of you, Mom, that your kids will look at you and say, Mom, I like me better when I'm with you. Would you stand across the auditorium as we conclude today's service? Let me pray for you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the impact that moms have on our lives. Thank you for the love, the encouragement. Thank you for their ability to step in and bring peace to conflict. God, thank you that they have the ability of speaking wisdom and encouragement to their children, their grandchildren. Lord, I pray for all the moms here today. I pray that, guys, we navigate through this life and that we come in contact with people. I pray that it will be said of, God, their children and their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren. Grandma, great-grandma, mom, I like me better when I'm with you. I pray that you would help us to receive the blessing that we, are, that we find in Proverbs 31. God, that they are, moms are blessed and we bless them today. And we thank you for the impact that they're going to have in our lives and generations to come. We thank you for them and we honor them today in Jesus' name. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May God give all the moms and the mothers today and the women of this church the ability to make people feel good when they're around them. I pray this in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. And amen. Listen, I'm letting you out a little bit, little bit early today because all the moms are going to get a nap, guys. So uh, be sure to give them a nap. Honor them. Bless them. Happy Mother's Day. God bless you. We'll see you next week at Pine Castle. Have a good day.